0: That music means on Scalzo and Brost. It's time to welcome in our buddy, Packers Hall of Famer. You hear him every day alongside Jason Wildy and the hall monitor, Jesse Nelson. From 9 to noon, across these various stations on Wildy and Tausch. Listen to the Wildy and Tausch podcast on Wisconsin On Demand. He is Mark Tauscher. What's going on, Tausche?
1: Good afternoon, boys. How are you? Strong to quite strong. Why? That's uh, that's good. What's what are you feeling so strong about, Benny B?
2: I was just going for a nice meet the parents reference there. Um, oh, wow. When uh, yeah, you know
1: what? I'm not a I'm not a Ben Stiller guy, and I, I can someone explain to me why Ben Stiller is in the Ukraine? I did see that. I, I don't. Like, know. It makes no sense to me, like, like none. Like Sean Penn was over there, and he's filming a documentary, and he's doing so. I kind of understand that, but you're talking about a war torn country. And Ben Stiller sitting across from the like I I can't I could get my head wrapped around like what is he doing?
2: The only thing that I could kind of come to conclusion was potentially like I don't know if they are big Ben Stiller fans that he was with refugees and like being a good person like I I, I, don't, I don't know he was hugging them yeah, trying to I give them hope yeah, but yeah, I, I I'm know. with you he was with the president and I was like what's yeah, going on?
1: No, it doesn't make any sense. He so I, ben, I mean, Stiller, I ben
2: Stiller Ben Stiller it has a role in the un as a goodwill ambassador. so i don't know if oh. he
1: deserves to be a goodwill
2: ambassador, a un go- a goodwill ambassador, but that's why he was there.
1: okay. yeah, it doesn't make any sense. uh it's great that he's doing good things, but he's not a very good actor and i don't think he's oh. yeah, i just i don't think he like Has he ever done anything that makes you think, man, what a talent? like i just i, I don't see it. so
0: uh yeah, i don't know. Tropic Thunder, maybe? No, I mean...
1: I mean, Robert Downey, Jr. kind of Downing, the you, sp- s- stole the show in all, that. All the movies he's been in, have you ever walked out of there thinking,
2: God, is he a great actor? What chops? I mean, I think Meet the Parents is a classic.
0: <laughs> a classic is not the right <laughs> word to use. It's a
2: classic!
0: <laughs> For you it is, because you were young when you saw it, but I wouldn't say that it's, like, a classic. And
2: even with that, you, you're right, like, De Niro's probably, like... Kind of takes like the a a list sort of name away from Ben
1: Stiller. Yeah, I didn't mean to get you guys sidetracked. That's on me. Um, let's get to Packers defense or something. But I just I'm not a Ben Stiller guy. I don't understand what he's doing in the Ukraine, and I don't think he's great actor. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, so let's move on.
0: Uh, the crypto folks are mad at me, uh, Taoshi, because uh, <laughs> I said that we were allowed to make fun of Trevor Lawrence, who turned his twenty four million dollars signing bonus into crypto, which is now worth. Under nine million dollars.
1: Ouch!
0: Uh, Yeah, he invested uh, twenty-four million dollars there. It all fell apart. I've got this guy, Eric. Coming at us on Twitter at Scalzo and Bruss, saying we don't understand the crypto market. hashtag H O D L, which is what the cool crypto gangs say to hold because they don't want to lose any more of the money <laughs> that they've already lost. But I think um, the thing that you said that like was the most true is
2: it's stupid to have put all twenty four million into crypto on that signing bonus. If he wanted to do half, it'd still be a little bit risky, but I would be able to like make a better argument for him.
0: You can see Ben is Benny Bitcoin SV. The Thank SV you. kind, the original Bitcoin. Thank you, uh, that Craig can be Wright. Used in transactions. And uh, and see, I'm just trying to be accurate. I don't want the crypto world coming at me. I remember me and you, Tosh, on the golf course like five years ago, and you wanted to bet a Bitcoin with everybody, and we were still just trying to figure out exactly what it was. If you're an athlete, how careful do you have to be about this? Because I have a feeling this is going to play into a few stories we hear a decade later about how athletes are going broke.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, the, kind of the recommendation is you have some safe things in a bucket and then you can get a little risky, especially, you know, with Trevor Lawrence, I think he obviously believes he is going to be, you know, someone that's going to be getting a two, $300 million contract. So, you know, I, the crypto part, I don't know enough about it. I tried and I, I, you know, I think I understand a little bit about it, but it is obviously something that's incredibly risky and it's not yet stabilized and, that's why I think it's uh, you know it's crazy to go seventy or eighty percent whatever he ended up taking if it was twenty four million out of the thirty that he took in Bitcoin that is uh, that's a lot riskier than I think most advisors would tell him to do but again I think he's one of these guys that feels like he's going to earn a lot of money uh, that's where players get in a lot of trouble because you have to be so confident that you think you're going to play forever and it could stop right now and that's why. You do see a lot of guys get into financial trouble, whether it's they're spending like they're still in the league, or they're doing. It ends, and it can end real quickly for everybody, even, including a Trevor Lawrence or you know these guys that are doing, you know, the Bitcoin bits.
2: Taush, I appreciate your humbleness, uh, but I do want to try and see if you can Humility. share. Thank you. You're uh, right if you could share maybe with the Scalzo and Brust family and everyone across ESPN Wisconsin, you know, we talked earlier about a soccer player who spent 100 k for him and his friends to go out in Vegas. What's the uh, most expensive thing you did after you were financially comfortable uh, and spend that with some friends and family? Yeah, really-
1: I, I mean, I, I've never been crazy with any of that stuff. I think, the you know, going out getting nice dinners, you know, we had... We had to get rookie dinners uh, when it, when we were rookies, and that's you know before we had you know really established ourselves and made any money, and that was always I thought kind of crazy that you had to spend as much on that. So I, I, I don't have the seventy five thousand dollars champagne bill or anything like that. It's I actually think Benny, if you ever made it like huge, that would have been what you would have done. Like I could see you totally having one of those nights where you would have just let loose at one of the casinos or something like that and probably really ripped it up. I would have bet. Do you not think that would have been something you would have done?
2: I mean, Scals would have been with me. So, yeah, we probably would have ripped it up, so to speak. <laughs> well, actually, I probably would have left him. I would have been like, hey, Greg, let's go do something. And then I would have vanished to the craps table.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Scalzo would have been with you, actually. Whoa! You start thinking about it. No, That's I mean, true. you would have been you would have been a buck. Like, you would have made, you know, the bucks, and then all of a sudden you become, like, a real sharpshooter from the corner, and you think you're with Scalzo? I don't
0: know. I don't know. Dimash, you would be calling you to try to be a guest on the show. You'd be blowing <laughs> him off. You'd
1: say, no, I can't do it. What's, I this, got. what's this Scalzo
2: and Tausch family you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That sounds more likely than you and Scals hanging out in Vegas when you're a Milwaukee Buck, but I could be wrong.
0: Talking with Tausch here on Scalzo and Brust, Uh, Of course, Tausch of Wildey and Tausch fame. Uh, Packer Hall of Famer as well. But on Wildey and Tausch today, you guys had Kenny Clark, um, the stout defensive tackle for the Green Bay Packers. What was the most interesting thing you guys heard from Kenny this morning, which you can hear on the Scalz on Demand?
1: Yeah, thanks. I was uh I was shocked that we threw him some nicknames that he did not like. And uh, then he ends up accepting one of the nicknames that our fans kind of gave him which was KC Masterpiece, which is a barbecue sauce if my memory serves me. It is. It is. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I I was I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I really wanted to, for him to embrace Clark Nato, which I think, with you know, it's a spin move. <laughs> but, you know, he get after it. I love that nickname. And when he said, no, that wasn't a good nickname, I, I got to admit, a little piece of me died. I don't want to say it died, but a little piece of me was stung. But I, I just love hearing him kind of talk about his development and how he views because, you know, as we watched that San Francisco game and I was watching the Minnesota game where he just, It made me as an offensive lineman feel bad for the guy he was going against because it was just sheer and utter domination. Hearing him talk about his philosophy and his hands and how quick and explosive he's become and what he's looking to do, I think as a Packer fan, you just got excited listening to the development of Kenny Clark and where I think his ceiling, I don't think he's reached his ceiling yet. He's still very young in in NFL terms. I got excited about that part of it, but I, I have to admit, I was a little bummed. He didn't embrace the nicknames that some of our fans gave him.
2: I was going to text you one, um, but I, I heard that somebody else did, so I was happy. I actually like Ken Clark. You know, Superman, like Strong. Yeah. Oh, Greg
1: doesn't yeah, like that. Yeah, it's Clark Kent, though. Isn't it? It's not Ken Clark.
2: I know, but, you know, for Kenny
1: Clark, trying to flip it. Um, yeah, I, I just, yeah, Jesse started the whole thing with. I think Kenneth the menace, and that was yeah, that that was that that completely soured Kenny on the whole thing. I think he heard that, and I don't think he took uh, any of our other recommendations with any type of credence after he heard Kenneth the menace.
2: Greg, I believe asked this to Jason, and I want your perspective on it. What do you think the biggest storyline for the Green Bay Packers will be in the next two
1: months? Well, oh, That's a great question, Ben. Um, I stole I, it. <laughs> I, well, whoever start, told you to ask, because I do think what you know the receiving core is going to be at the heart of everything. Because I, I think you know you look at this defense, and you know Homer and I got into a little bit of uh, you know an argument this morning just in talking about. I think it's a really talented group. Now it hasn't done anything yet. There's it's a you know potential gets coaches fired. But you have to come into it thinking this defense is going to be markedly better than what it was last year. I think on offense, the idea of who's going to step up, are you going to go and get a veteran wideout, or is it going to be let these guys develop? And is the offense going to be, you know, is it how slow of a starting is this offense going to be without Devontae Adams? That to me is your storyline, but do you go out and pick up a veteran wideout? If you do, that's going to be your major storyline early. And I think the offense, it's going to be all about replacing Devontae Adams. I think that's going to be your big storyline throughout training camp, along with the development of Jordan Love, uh, because he's going to get so many reps. I think that's where a lot of that oxygen is going to go. Tasha, what do you have for us? Um, Let me think. No more Ben Stiller talk. favorite, Favorite Busta Rhymes song.
2: Oh, man, that's a good question.
1: And is it ridiculous for a couple 45-plus-year-old dudes to say Busta? Because your producer was getting after us this morning saying, we're super corny and it was really awkward and And all I was telling him is we went to a Busta Rhymes concert. I didn't know any of the songs. I didn't even know what he was going to be doing. And I still enjoyed it, but you know, Old Jossie Boy got after
0: us pretty good this time. I part. mean, Break Your Neck is kind of like the Busta song, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean,
0: I'll get to admit, I
1: don't remember. <laughs> Tear that. the
0: Roof Off is pretty good. Um, OPP. I thought OPP was really good. <laughs> Wrong group person. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah.
1: Busta. I found that. Yeah, I know. I found uh, that out. Did not he
0: yeah. Did he rap Doncha, didn't he? Isn't that him? I think so. Yeah. Um, was that with... The- was that what the pussy I know what you cat want. dolls? It was. Yep, that is true. Uh, I know what you want. All right, uh, that's that?
2: enough Busta
0: talk? Uh, but yeah, Man, go break Joshy, breaking that anti-Busta. Yeah, he's not a Busta guy. Not a big Busta guy. Tosh, thank you as always for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Mark Doucher of Will the Douch Weekdays, nine to noon across these very stations. Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer. Big thanks to him for joining us here today.